Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm Dustin Roberts, the Outreach Minister on staff and your host for the next half hour. And today, Rabbi Schneider is going to explain the power of Israel's salvation. Do you know what it means to provoke the Jewish people to jealousy? Well, that's our topic as Rabbi Schneider addresses God's plan for Israel now. And it's going to help us grow closer to God and know what to expect in the end of days. The book of Romans lays out the plan for how we are to accomplish this task. And if you've missed any of the messages in our new series, catch up online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Now, here is Rabbi Rabbi. Many of us, when we study the book of Romans, we first of all think that the book of Romans tells us how to get saved. Some of you that are a bit older, you remember there used to be a way to lead people to salvation, a witnessing tool that we called the Romans Road. We would go to selected scriptures from the book of Romans to show people that Jesus would save them. For example, we would go to a scripture in the book of Romans that says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And then we go to another scripture in the book of Romans. But why we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And we'd walk them through the book of Romans with selected scriptures showing how all men are guilty before God, but that God has bridged the gap between sinful man and himself through the person of Yeshua. Then we taught them how to get saved. Romans chapter 10, if you believe in your heart that God raised Yeshua from the dead and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved. And then we gave them assurance of their salvation. And we did it all by pointing to specific scriptures in the book of Romans. So many of us, when we think of the book of Romans, we think about that's the book that tells us how to get saved. And indeed it is. But we have to consider what was in Paul's heart and mind when he wrote the epistle. Was Paul simply trying to tell us how to get saved or was there more going on? Because to truly understand any book in the Bible, we have to understand the purpose of the writer. What was in Paul's heart when he wrote it? And through careful examination and inquiry, we discovered that there was more going on in Paul's mind when he penned this book. Romans chapter 9 in review starts out like this. Paul says, I'm telling the truth in Christ. I'm not lying. My conscience testifies with me in the Holy Spirit. So now Paul is in fellowship with the Ruach HaKodesh as he shares this burden. His conscience is in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And it's a word of truth, this burden. Paul continues and he says that I have great sorrow and unceasing grief in my heart. Paul's burdened. He's sad about this. For I could wish that I myself were accursed, separated from Christ for the sake of my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh, who are Israelites. So Romans chapter 9 begins to unveil and reveal Paul's burden for his people, the Jewish people, the Israelites. 
And he takes all of chapter 9 to begin to help us understand Israel's call and the place that they still hold in God's heart. But it's not just Romans chapter 9 that addresses God's desire to see Israel saved. Let's turn the chapter and go to Romans chapter 10. Hear this, the grass withers and the flowers fade. But beloved, the word of your Lord abides forever. Let's continue now with Romans chapter 10. Remember, all of nine is about Israel. Now we come to chapter 10. Brethren, my heart's desire and my prayer to God for them is for their salvation. Okay, so this is like, this is not just like a one verse. This is like a whole chapter has gone by, Romans 9, and now we begin another chapter. And Romans chapter 10 now is all about Israel's unique role in God's plan of redemption and the burden that the apostle, that the Shaliach Paul had for them. Look again at Romans 10, verse 1 and 2. Brethren, my heart's desire and my prayer to God for them is for their salvation. For I testify about them. They have a zeal for God, but not in accordance with knowledge. And then Paul goes on to say, for not knowing about God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own, they did not subject themselves to the righteousness of God. In other words, Paul is saying they're sincere. They are sincere. They are deliberate. But they missed the boat that would take them into the heart of God. He said, because they wouldn't subject themselves to the purposes of God through Messiah Yeshua, but instead simply tried to earn God's favor through the law, they missed their opportunity to enter into the new covenant God had made, which brings us into the intimacy that can only be experienced when the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, comes to live inside us, which can only happen when we receive Jesus, Yeshua. But the point that I'm making, beloved, is Paul's continual longing to see Israel saved. So once again, my heart's desire and my prayer to God for them is for their salvation. So I want you to see, this was very important to Paul. And he goes through chapter 10 now. Again, addressing the place of Israel, the challenge that he's facing. And the challenge that Paul is explaining here is twofold. Number one, he's explaining that even though national Israel has by and large rejected their Messiah, he said the call of God on them as a nation is irrevocable. They are still beloved to the Father, to Father God for the sake of the fathers. They're still very special in God's redemptive plan, and in God's heart. So he's addressing that, first of all. God has not rejected Israel. The second thing that Paul is addressing is this. If Israel's God's chosen people, which they are, Deuteronomy 7, 6, God said, Israel, you alone have I chosen to be a people for myself out of all the peoples or above all the peoples on the face of the earth. Israel has a unique role. They always have had a unique role, and they will into the future. We're going to see that later on in this series. So the question Paul's asking is, is if Israel is God's chosen people, and let me say to you, a beloved one, it doesn't mean that you're not chosen, because we're all God's favorite, but there's a special place that Israel plays. It doesn't make anybody else less, because we're all only servants. 
We're all perfectly loved by the Father, all perfectly affirmed. But God is going to magnify himself through Israel in a very unique way. So the question or the problem Paul's addressing is, if Israel is God's first covenant chosen people that has a unique role to play forever, and they're rejecting their Messiah, has God's plan failed? That's the question Paul's asking. Has God's plan failed? If Israel's his chosen people and he sent them the Messiah and they're not believing, has the plan of God fallen apart? And Paul said, no, may it never be. Paul answers, he says, I'm an Israelite and I believe. And then Paul goes on to describe that God has a remnant, just like in the days of Elijah, where Elijah thought he was the only one that believed in Israel. And he called out to God, he said, I alone am left. And the Lord said, no, Elijah, I've got 7,000 in Israel that are mine that haven't bowed to the knee of Baal. So God's plan hasn't failed because his people have always only been a remnant. Okay? So Paul's addressing that. He's explaining that even though national Israel in the majority is not believed, God's plan hasn't failed because God's always worked through a remnant. And there's a remnant on earth in every generation of Jewish people that have believed. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and Rabbi will be right back. If you're looking to better equip yourself in your study, pursuit, and growth in Jesus the Messiah, be sure to go online and explore our treasury of Messianic content. You'll find Messianic teaching tools and videos, information about God's seven annual feasts, the Hebrew names, titles of God, and so much more. This content is ready and available for you today online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. At the core of everything we do at Discovering the Jewish Jesus is our commitment to declare the whole counsel of God's Word from start to finish. In fact, Rabbi's unique way of connecting the Old and the New Testaments has helped people all over the world to understand the Bible with fresh eyes. To join us in this work of God, give a donation online today at discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 800-777-7835. And now here is Rabbi Schneider. We're going to continue on now and we're going to chapter number 11. So all of chapter 9 is about Israel's salvation. All of chapter 10 is about Israel's salvation. So you're starting to see that the book of Romans is about much more than just getting saved. The book of Romans reveals the important place that Israel plays in God's heart and in the plan of redemption. So now we've already had two chapters that are about the Israelites and Jewish people. Now we're going to go to Romans 11. Now we've got three chapters. Paul says this, I say then, God has not rejected his people, has he? Far from it, for I too am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. And then Paul goes on, to explain the believing remnant as I just described to you using the illustration of Elijah. I'm going to pick back up in verse 11 of Romans 11. Paul says this, I say then, they did not stumble so as to fall, did they? In other words, is God done with Israel? Have they fallen forever? Have they been left behind? Paul says, no way. I say then, they did not stumble so as to fall, did they? Far from it. In other words, the difference between stumbling here and falling is, you know, stumbling is if you trip, but you don't fall flat on your face. Israel stumbled, but they didn't fall flat on their face from God's perspective because God's still got something that he's doing. 
So God has not rejected his people, is the point. Let's continue on. But by their wrongdoing, Paul continues on, salvation has come to the Gentiles to make them jealous. In other words, Paul is saying, listen, God's plan hasn't failed. And even though they're not believing right now, they haven't fallen irrevocably. In fact, because they have stumbled, the word of salvation has come to the Gentile. What does Paul mean by this? When Paul first came to faith, we read about this in the book of Acts, he was convinced after he came to faith in Yeshua that the Lord was sending him to his own people to proclaim Yeshua as Messiah. Because Paul was, he was a Hebrew of Hebrews. Paul was a leading, respected, religious leader of his age. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees. In other words, he was at the top of the pecking order when it came to being respected by the religious Jewish leadership. He was a Pharisee, described himself as, as to the law, blameless. In other words, when you look at it from a human perspective, he thought he was keeping the law perfectly. Not only that, but Paul had been educated under the leading Jewish sage of his day, Gamaliel. So Paul was a Hebrew of Hebrews from the tribe of Benjamin, circumcised, educated under the leading Jewish sage of his day. So when the Lord revealed to Paul that Yeshua was the Messiah, Paul thought he was qualified because everyone respected him to go to the Pharisees whom he was a part of to share with them, Jesus is the Messiah after all. So what happens is Paul thinks God's sending him to testify to the Pharisees regarding the person of Jesus. And Paul goes to Jerusalem. He goes to the temple. And while he's at the temple, the Lord speaks to him. And God speaks to him and says this. He said, Paul, they're not going to receive your testimony. I am sending you far away to the Gentiles. So if the Pharisees, if the Jewish leaders would have received it, Paul would have stayed there. But God said to him, Paul, that door shut. I'm sending you far away to the Gentiles. So what Paul is saying here in Romans 11 is a result of the Jewish people's rejection. He was sent to the Gentiles. So by their rejection, salvation was sent to the Gentiles. In other words, it's all part of God's plan. This was all part of God's unfolding historical plan of redemption. And then Paul goes even on further to say that as he delivers the word to the Gentiles and they become believers and start to experience the supernatural reality of God's presence in their lives, it's going to be so evident that they're experiencing the reality of God that it's going to provoke Jewish people to jealousy. So Paul understood that through his ministry to the Gentiles, he was going to reach his own people indirectly because Gentiles would be used of the Lord to provoke Jews to jealousy when Jewish people saw the reality of God in Gentiles' lives. I actually have a real example. I have a relative that had as a college assignment, they had to go to a cultural experience that they had never experienced before to expand their horizon. So my relative went to a Pentecostal church, my Jewish relative, who had no exposure to Christianity, no exposure to the charismatic gifts, no exposure to Pentecostalism. My relative went to a Pentecostal church as part of this college project. And she was so blown away by what she experienced there, 
by the reality of the experience those in this congregation were having as they worshiped God, it spurred her on to try to bring what they had into Judaism. And this individual actually became a rabbi in the Jewish renewal movement. Unfortunately, you can't bring what that congregation had into your life or into Judaism without Jesus. But she was made jealous. Unfortunately, she didn't respond by receiving Jesus. She tried to take the outer trapping of it and bring it into Judaism. But again, Jesus is the center of everything. So without him as the fullness, you're going to end up lacking. So again, Paul understood that through his ministry to the Gentile, Jews would be provoked to jealousy. And in fact, today, if I go to a Jewish person and share Yeshua with them and the good news of salvation, oftentimes they're going to react right away because they think it's so anathema for a Jew like myself to believe in Jesus. They look at me like a heretic. But if you as a Gentile go to a Jewish person and start sharing your faith, they're going to think, well, they're supposed to believe in Jesus. They're a Gentile, so they're not going to react so emotionally. Now, don't misunderstand. We see many Jewish people coming to faith through discovering the Jewish Jesus being broadcast in their home. And I want to thank all of you that are supporting this ministry. Because of your support, we are able to broadcast this message all over the earth. And Jewish people are sitting alone in the privacy of their home, listening, paying attention. And we're getting testimonies all the time of how Jewish people are coming to faith, as well as getting testimonies from Jewish people that do believe in Jesus, but felt like they were all alone. So thank you. Thank you, those of you that are partnering with the Lord through this ministry. So Paul concludes by saying this, at the end of the day, there's no place for pride because the Jewish people in rejecting Jesus will be humbled but the Gentile people had no place at all before Paul, the Jewish apostle, came to them. So at the end of the day, we all stand before God, being able to offer nothing of our own goodness. No one's better than anybody else. We all receive God's gift of salvation, of shalom, of wholeness through his grace by receiving God in the flesh through the person of Messiah Jesus. I want to encourage you, beloved ones, if you know Jewish people, share your love for Jesus with them. You don't have to have the entire Bible memorized. All you have to do is let them know that you love the God of Israel and how Jesus, the King of the Jews, made the God of Israel real to you. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. I hope that your faith is being built up and renewed through Rabbi's teaching of the Old and New Testaments and how Israel is still a key factor in God's plan. And if you're being blessed by these messages, please reach out and let us know. You can connect with us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And while you're there on our website, feel free to partner with us as we reach Israel and the world with these uncompromising truths of God. Your gifts and prayers, they help take God's word into places we could never reach without your support. And now to share more about what's on his heart, here is Rabbi once again. It's so important for us to lead lives of self-examination before the Holy Spirit. 
a portion of scripture that I've really been examining my own heart in before the Lord is the portion where Jesus told the rich young ruler to go sell everything that he had and then to follow Yeshua and then he would inherit eternal life. This rich young ruler, he was a moral person, but he clung to his financial possessions. It was the most important thing in his life. And I've been lifting up my own heart to the Lord and saying, Lord, are my surrender to you in the area of my finances? I know, Abba, that I need to be completely surrendered to you in every area of my life. So help me to completely release my possessions and my finances to you. You see, many of you are like me. You have a hard time trusting God with your finances. You trust Him in other areas of your life, but you haven't yet trusted Him here. Beloved, I want you to know, Jesus wants to be the Lord of every area of our life. Let's honor Him with our finances. If God is leading you to support this ministry with a gift of any amount, then I'd like to invite you to call us today. You can reach us at 800-777-7835. Or you can give a gift of any amount today when you visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. It's because of your faithful giving that Discovering the Jewish Jesus is broadcasting in almost 200 countries around the world. And as a token of our appreciation for your financial gift, we'll send you our most recent newsletter that's filled with the latest details about our upcoming crusades, Rabbi's expounded teaching, and there's even a letter from Rabbi's wife, Cynthia, called A Word from the Lord. You know, the holidays, they can be really busy, but just because you're on the go doesn't mean you have to miss Rabbi's authentic and uncompromised teaching. So no matter what you're doing or where life takes you these next few months, stay connected by subscribing to our podcast. You can download the program on your favorite podcasting platform. Just click the subscribe button and you're all set. The programs will automatically load and you can listen when it's convenient for you. And if this program is touching your life or the life of someone you know, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out through our various social media platforms, or if you'd like to connect with us online, visit us at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And right now, let's wrap up today's message with a special blessing. What I love about the ironic blessing is that it did not originate with man. The words actually proceeded from the very essence of God himself. The blessing comes from the book of Numbers, chapter 6. So listen to these words and receive the blessing of the Lord into your life today. Yahweh The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance 
and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. If you'd like more information about Discovering the Jewish Jesus, visit our website at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And while you're there, let our prayer team pray for you. We lift up every individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through Discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. Submit your prayer request or testimony at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also connect with us on your social media outlets to stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us again next time when Rabbi Schneider explains the mystery of the supernatural. That's Thursday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.